We are continuing week two of our series, Christmas at the Movies. And if it's your first week here with us, I will go ahead and show you my cards. My plan is to take all of the regular Christmas movies that you see during the season and ruin them for you <laughs> so that you can't see them without thinking about the message of the gospel, so that when you see them, you're reminded about the goodness of God. And then it puts you into a position to have conversations with your family members, with your children, with your friends about this message that God has written on our hearts. And today's story that we're going to look at, some of you guys are solving the clues and already figuring out what story it is, but when the executives who, who were leading this project, this film that you're so familiar with, first saw it, they, they said, that wasn't very good. They, they said, this didn't turn out the way that we expected it to. And if it wasn't for the fact that in this day and age, the TV guide had already been printed and it was scheduled and it had a sponsor, they wouldn't have shown it at all is what they said. Some of you guys know a little bit of the story behind the Charlie Brown Christmas special. Yeah, it's a famous one. It was on just this last week. We watched it with our kids. And today, as we look into the meaning and some passages on, on Christmas, we're going to be taking a couple clips from the Charlie Brown Christmas special. And I, I don't know if you can have survived living in the U.S. as long as you have without having seen it. So I think most of you guys have seen it because it's just on everywhere during the holidays. And there's really one major theme throughout the whole special. The question that Charlie Brown is asking is, what is Christmas all about? And I'm going to go ahead and put you into a clip that, that's how the, how the special begins right at the very beginning. Let's go ahead and show the first clip. Christmas is coming, but I'm not happy. I don't feel the way I'm supposed to feel. I just don't understand Christmas, I guess. I like getting presents and sending Christmas cards and decorating trees and all that, but I'm still not happy. I always end up feeling depressed. Charlie Brown, you're the only person I know who can take a wonderful season like Christmas and turn it into a problem. Maybe Lucy's right. Of all the Charlie Browns in the world, you're the Charlie Browniest. As the... The special begins, it, it starts, and it goes deeper, and I can understand the executives are like, kids don't talk like this, and this is one of the first time where they didn't use adult actors to do kids' voices, they actually used kids' voices, and they said, Charlie Brown, he, he's talking at way too deep of a level for what people want, because right there at the very beginning, he says, it's Christmas time, and I don't feel the way that I'm supposed to feel. 
And that's a little bit deep for a little kid. But as we talk about Christmas and entering into this season, and before we get to the passage that we're going to look at today, I just want to start with just the openness that I know that many times ourselves or a friend that's close to us enters into the holiday season in a new way for the first time, and it's difficult. Either because of move and being away from family, or because someone that we loved has passed and things change, and we often come into this season and we say, I kind of understand that feeling. It's like, this is supposed to be a time of joy, but, but I'm not feeling the way that I'm supposed to feel about this. And, I, and before we get to the passage, and we're going to come back to some of this, but I just want to let you know that if that's the place that you're in, I'm so glad that you're in church today. If entering into this holiday season, it just feels like a challenge, I'm so glad that you came here, and I hope that God encourages your heart, and I hope that you seize the opportunity to bring some people from church around you, because one of the first things about Christmas, one of the first things about Christ's plan is that we're not supposed to go through these times alone. And Charlie Brown starts asking these questions, and, and through the, the special, he, he's upset because there's commercialism in Christmas. He's upset because people are, are just worried about their decorations, they're worried about what they're going to get, they, and he just feels like there should be something more there. And within our culture, there's, there's a push to kind of push Christ out of Christmas, which is such a strange thing to say anyway, because the term Christmas, it just, it means Christ being sent to us. Christmas is all about the fact that Christ was sent to us. And when we try to fill the Christmas season, the time where we're so supposed to celebrate that Christ has been sent, when we try to fill it with other things, there should be an internal tension of saying something feels off. This Charlie Brown special was also one of the first specials where they quoted from Scripture and the executives all said in unison when they heard this was going to happen, you can't do that on TV. And it's interesting that this special, more than any other Christmas films, really kind of points back to the meaning of, of Christmas that we'll, that we'll get to in a mi minute. But for, for us, staying in this place where the meaning, the purpose of Christmas is something greater than the commercialism, greater than, than things, it's about Christ being sent to us and being the greatest gift that we could ever receive. The, the, the saying it goes like this from Ernest Campbell. The two most important days of your life, the day you were born and the day that you discover why you were born. I'd say that the tension that Charlie Brown feels in this Christmas special of trying to figure out the meaning of Christmas, it's related to a tension that many of us feel as we go through our life because there's a sense of there should be something deeper, there should be something significant, there should be something that my heart desires to pour itself into. And until we find that purpose, there's that tension of, I'm missing something. And I believe that, that feeling and that sense and that draw to do something that matters, I believe that it was designed into you. And Christmas is the celebration of Christ being sent to us. I believe that you're never really going to discover that purpose until you figure out your relationship with God. And the very first thing, uh, I'm going to try to answer Charlie's Brown, Charlie Brown's question to you in three different statements about what the purpose, what the meaning of Christmas is. And, and, may, and this probably isn't new information to you, but I want you to know 
and be able to put to words some of the, the reasons we celebrate Christmas. What is Christmas all about? Christmas, first of all, and we're going to see in this clip and we're going to talk about it more in just a moment, but Christmas is all about God loving us. Christmas is all about God loving us. The reason he sent his son, the reason that we celebrate is all about his love. Go ahead and jump back to the clip number two for me, and we're going to play this next clip. We need a Christmas tree. Hey, perhaps a tree. A great, big, shiny aluminum Christmas tree. That's it, Charlie Brown. You get the tree. I'll handle this crowd. Okay. I'll take Linus with me. The rest of you practice your lines. Get the biggest aluminum tree you can find, Charlie Brown. Maybe paint it pink. Yeah, do something right for a change, Charlie Brown. I don't know, Linus. I just don't know. Well, I guess we'd better concentrate on finding a nice Christmas tree. I suggest we try those searchlights, Charlie Brown. This really brings Christmas close to a person. Fantastic. Charlie Brown, remember what Lucy said? This doesn't seem to fit the modern spirit. I don't care. We'll decorate it, and it'll be just right for our play. Besides, I think it needs me. Charlie Brown. What kind of a tree is that? You are supposed to get a good tree. Can't you even tell a good tree from a poor tree? I told you he'd goof it up. He's not the kind you can depend on to do anything right. You're hopeless, Charlie Brown. Completely hopeless. Rats. You've been dumb before, Charlie Brown, but this time you really did it. I guess you were right, Linus. I shouldn't have picked this little tree. Everything I do turns into a disaster. I guess I really don't know what Christmas is all about. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? Sure, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. The question what Christmas is all about, and, and there's some other artistry that's happening within the part of this film that, that translates to things that we understand about Christmas. The first part, when he goes in, some of the younger folks, some of us younger folk in the room, we don't remember when aluminum Christmas trees were the big fad. There's a couple people who might have a faint memory of what that was like, but the brightly colored aluminum trees and, and that's what he was sent out to get. But when he looked across all of the options that were incredibly popular, he picked a tree 
that looked like this that would make any sane person, any rational person question, why would you pick that tree? There are so many better options. But within the writing of the story, there's just these little intricacies that are easy to miss as you listen to him. When he sees it, he looks at it and says, I think that tree needs me. I think that tree needs a home. The way that he was picking the tree wasn't based on how great it was for him. As he looked and he said, I think that I can do something for that tree. And especially when we think of the message of the gospel, in relation to Isaiah, where it talks about how appealing we are to God when it describes our condition with sin, the fact that God had better options than you or me, we're described as we are all infected and impure with sin. When we display our righteous deeds, they are nothing but filthy rags. Will you go ahead and put that scripture up on the, the screen for them to see? When we display our righteous deeds, they are nothing but filthy rags. Like autumn leaves, we wither and fall, and all our sins sweep us away like the wind. Now, this isn't a bright and cheery Christmas passage. We're going to get to some Luke 2 happy baby Jesus stuff in a minute. But I want us to first understand that, you know, it could be said that, like, I am Charlie Brown's Christmas tree. That God could have gone with someone who was stronger. God could have gone with someone who was more spiritual. God could have gone with someone who's from a better family and better circumstances. But God reached out and said, I want you. I want you to respond to my calling. I want you to hear your father's voice and respond to this call to come back home. I love you. I choose you. Will you choose me? And in the reality, there's people who had it more together. God calls us out of our brokenness. But even the person who came from the best family, had the best life, it is described in Isaiah 64 that we all are infected with sin. That we all have this sin issue, and none of us can stand before God and boast because we are all broken. But God chose us. God loves us. And one of the first things that you need to understand about Christmas, the reason that we celebrate, the reason that it's a big party, is that Christmas is all about God loving us. That while we were still sinners, God sent his son. And the presents are great, and the lights are great, and the festivities are great, but there is something that is more important and more spiritual at the base of why we celebrate this in our society that we had no hope of getting back to God, but he so loved us that he came to us. And though Charlie Brown is confused about the meaning of Christmas and the other kids can't see the beauty of the Christmas tree and what Charlie Brown thinks it could become, Linus steps in and he delivers what's really the climax of the whole episode. And he delivers the meaning of Christmas, which I hope you've seen before. Let's go ahead and play that next clip. Where Lin Linus delivers the meaning of it. I guess you were right, Linus. I shouldn't have picked this little tree. Everything I do turns into a disaster. I guess I really don't know what Christmas is all about. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? Sure, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Lights, please. And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. 
And they were sore afraid, and the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. There's a couple of interesting things that happen in there, but I'm going to reread from the New Living Translation, Luke 2, 8 through 15, that Linus just read. And it said, And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. And in the famous moment uh, of this special that was on TV, Linus, who always has his security blanket that he does not like to be without, that as he got to the point in the passage where it says, fear not, it's easy to miss, but he says, fear not, and he drops the blanket. And, and it's a small picture of God's reassurance that, that in the midst of a situation where they're terrified, he said, fear not, for I bring good news of great joy. And in that moment, it, it gives the character the freedom to just let go of where he was finding comfort and find it in some place better. For your own heart going into this season, if there's stress, if there's worry, I mean, it's not just a Christmas season calling, it's a year-round calling, but especially at this season, this is a great time to, to drop the things that we've been trusting to above our Lord. This is the right time to put our trust fully into him because this is good news and as we talked about this good news is supposed to bring great joy we talked about last week that, that the fulfillment that the reality of getting your heart right with God of being in a relationship with Christ the outcome of having that relationship where it should be should be joy that from before Christ's birth that through his teaching ministry to after his resurrection he said the result of following my teachings of living in relationship with me is going to be joy not fear not anxiety, not worry, but joy. And so in this, Linus stands and he delivers and, and, and says that I'll bring you good news that will bring you great joy. And it, and it reassures to Charlie Brown that, that there's a better meaning to Christmas than what, he, what he's seen. In verse 11, the passage says, Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. In all of our Christmas readings, it's easy to go through that and miss the immense importance of verse 11. Because the rest of the passage is so very socially acceptable. It's the Christmas season, it's the Christmas story, it's the nativity. But verse 11 points to the fact that this baby that were, was to be born in a manger is so much more than just a child born in difficult circumstances. Today in the in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. Christmas is all about the arrival of the Savior. 
This is why we celebrate. This is why it's a big deal. This is the second thing that I want to affirm to you, and we'll put on the, on the screen, that Christmas is all about the arrival of the Savior. That when we celebrate, we don't want to miss this part of the discussion. When people wish us a Merry Christmas, what a great opportunity to rejoice about the fact that God sent us a Savior. Yes, Merry Christmas. I'm so thankful that God sent us a Savior. It's out of place for the way that we exchange greetings because we've kind of just used Christmas as a time of the year rather than the celebration that God has sent us a Savior that we desperately needed. And not just a Savior, He is the Lord. God Himself in flesh, Emmanuel, God with us. Christmas is all about the fact that God sent us a Savior. Because if you think through the story and you remove the part uh, of of this baby being the Savior, it's just an unfortunate story. A child without a good place to be born, his family can't find a place to stay. If he wasn't the Savior, there would be no point in celebrating Christmas. But why have we shied away as a culture of celebrating the fact that this is my Savior who was born? Why is it more comfortable to just stay in the baby Jesus land than enter into this is the Savior who taught and healed and loved and suffered and died and was buried for the forgiveness of my sins. If we pay attention in the nativity readings, it's right there because that is why we celebrate this baby. And I don't want you to miss it. And this might feel like, okay, are we just splitting hairs that we need to talk about this point? It's not splitting hairs because this is the whole reason that we celebrate Christmas. We celebrate because we have been given a savior. We celebrate because we have been given new life. We celebrate because we have been given eternal life. Not just that we were given a baby. And man, I am going to start picking on you guys if you don't start encouraging me while I preach the way that second service does. All right? I mean, are are we thankful that God sent us a savior? Are we thankful that he didn't leave us to figure this out on our own, that in our own brokenness, in our own sins, he didn't leave us there, but he chose. He he chose to demonstrate his love by sending his son. So how are our celebrations reflecting the fact that our Savior was sent? How is our life reflecting about the fact that our Savior was sent? And it's not just a baby. It's not just a time of year. It's not just a season but it's a celebration of what God did to restore us to himself. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, jumping, jumping into verse 15, it says, when the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that had happened, which the Lord has told us about. In verse 15, I just want to begin to set our mind that, that these shepherds, in, in Luke 2, in, in this, th- this gospel, they had an incredibly spiritual experience. They, they, they recognized something incredible just happened, and we saw angels, and there was singing, and we were terrified, but then we knew we didn't have to be afraid, and it was a great, spiritual, amazing moment. But in verse 15, it identifies that there was something else that needed to happen. They were told about something, and then they needed to go and take action. And I think so often we have spiritual experiences, we're encouraged at church, but sometimes we miss that there's another step that has to be taken. And so in this, in the last clip that we're going to look at as part of today's message, Charlie Brown has just been encouraged by Lioness that there's deeper meaning, that Christ was sent to us 
And, and then we see Charlie Brown carrying off his Christmas tree. Let's jump back to that path. I've killed it. Oh, everything I touch gets ruined. such a bad little tree. It's not bad at all, really. Maybe it just needs a little love. Charlie Brown is a blockhead, but he did get a nice tree. song that is oh so familiar and there's some other things in the clip we're going to talk about that God and sinners reconciled that that is the heartbeat of Christ that that as he brought the tree back home he hung an ornament on it and he thought that he had killed it and he gave up on it and Linus's speech didn't just apparently affect Charlie Brown it affected the rest of the children because when Linus came he took his blanket and he wrapped it around and then the kids gathered around and they began to decorate the tree and turn the tree into something that we didn't really think that it was possible. And to go back to verse 15, where the, the shepherds, they saw something, they experienced something, but that created the movement of needing to react to it, to go and see what else God wanted to show them, to pursue after what God had started to open up to them. It, it, it's, it, we see in that that they had to take a step. We see the kids, they went and then they took a step. And I want you to know that in all the things of God, in all the times that he encourages our heart, that there's always a purpose and there's always a reason, there's always a calling when he begins stirring something up. When he begins to move things in your heart, it's not just so that you can get the sensation and the feeling. It's not just so that you can feel your father's love, though that is important. I believe that he always calls us to an action. The message of Christmas, the reason that we celebrate it. It's not just about the, the feelings, but there's a calling. And Christmas is all about you receiving Christ. Not you receiving presents. Christmas, the reason that Christ came was to provide, provide you forgiveness, to provide you new life. And these are all things that you can hear about, but they're not yours until you receive them. 
Just like we put Christmas presents under the tree for the people that we love, those presents are there, but until the person that we love comes and takes it and receives it, it is not their own. The reason that we celebrate Christmas is that God so loved us that he sent his son so that whoever believes will not perish but will have eternal life. So as you celebrate Christmas, maybe you've celebrated it 50 times before, but you've never received the reason that we celebrate Christmas, I'm going to tell you, there would be no greater joy to our Heavenly Father's heart. There is no greater rejoicing in heaven, and there's no greater joy in this church than when someone gives their heart to God for the first time. No matter where you are in your life or where you have been, there is no shame in saying, I'm finally ready to get my heart right with God. And the, the other thing that I, I like about the way that that Charlie Brown scene ends is, you know, the, we use the word church and we have a lot of ideas about what church means in our mind. The Greek word is ecclesia and, and all it simply means is the gathering. And this thing that Charlie Brown was working on that he gave up on and he walked away from, it was like this gathering came around it and made it all that it could be, even when he didn't think there was hope anymore. And if you're making a decision to follow Christ, if you're making a decision to step forward in your faith, if you're making a decision to get your life moving in the way that you know God wants it to move, I believe that our job as the church around you is to come around and help you go further in your faith and your life and the dreams that God has placed in your heart than you ever thought you could have on your own. The ending of of the Charlie Brown special is a great picture of what the church is supposed to do. And someone that we love feels like they can't make it, that we come around and we help push them forward. And so there's two two places that I want your heart to be this week. One is, have have I received the gift of Christ? Have I received the reason for the season? And if I haven't got my heart right with God, then that's the first thing that I need to handle. And if you're someone who says, you know, I've made that decision and I am, I'm trying to figure out my life and live for Christ and I, I've been doing my best and I, I win, I lose, then I want you to look at this Christmas season and say, how can I help build up others? And I believe that God reveals lots of ways during the Christmas season. And I thank you guys for those who have stepped out and helped neighbors. I thank you for those who have given to the Christmas offering to help the families at Diplomat. But I know that God is going to move in each one of our hearts in different ways and how we can honor him this Christmas season. But for you, right now, what is God calling you to do? Is it time to get your heart right with him? Is it time to start serving others? He doesn't show up just so that we can get a feeling. He shows up to equip the church for acts of good service. Let's be found faithful in those. Let's pray together. Lord, we thank you that whoever believes in their heart and confesses with their mouth that Jesus is Lord and that you raised him from the dead, that that you say that we will be saved, that you say we become adopted children, dearly loved, that no one could snatch us out of your hands once we are yours. I thank you that you welcome us back in. And for anyone who's making that decision, I pray that you'd give them courage to pursue you, courage to grow in their faith, courage to bring someone around them to help. And for those of us who have been walking with you, help us see the opportunities to build someone up Help us see the opportunities to serve our city. Help us see the opportunities to love other people well so that your name might be glorified. 
We thank you for this Christmas season and for all the ways that we get to celebrate, but do not let us celebrate and miss the point and miss the reason and miss the callings that you've given us. This Christmas season, may we celebrate the Savior that was sent, the Lord that was sent to the, to the nativity, the Lord that was sent to change hearts, futures, and eternities. We thank you for your great love that never fails. In Jesus' name.